Welcome to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. We are Pittsburgh's better alternative. Uh, that's our new theme song. Hope you enjoyed that. It's uh, from Kid Mental. He's a um, great artist, um, beatbox artist, uh, lyricist. He, um, You can learn out in this week's Pittsburgh Current online at pittsburghcurrent.com. You can learn how to get your own theme song from Kid Mental. He's trying to spread the love. Um, and other great things in our summer guide issue out on the streets this week. But we are coming to you live from the beautiful downtown Beachview uh, Business District in the heart of Beachview, actually, um, Pittsburgh Current Podcast. We got a great guest today, Mike Wasaki, stand-up comedian, sports writer, general uh, uh, pundit on all things exciting in the world of sports. Mike Wasaki, <laughs> welcome, pal. I love the new theme song. I'm excited like about that. Yeah, Kid Mental. Kid Mental. That's a great name. Lowercase K, lowercase M, Kid Mental. All right, I'm down with that. I'm going to get him to get me a theme song when I come up on stage. <laughs> he'll do it. Yeah, he'll do it. He releases them. Uh, he'll be releasing it tomorrow. You can hear, you can find the the web, the web, song as well as a story on Kid. Uh, uh, I, I've been abbreviating calling him Kid, but I don't know if he likes that. I didn't ask him, but uh-huh. Kid Mental, you can read that on our website and find out how to get your own. That would be great. What uh, Do you ever have a theme song in your head? Like, Like what genre is your theme song? I I don't know what I gotta come up with something like that, but the way that sounded, I think that could work for me. It look, might look odd when this very very white guy comes out, the middle age, but uh, it might work. Yeah, I I mean, no offense, of course, but I kind of picture like something kind of Night Rangerish, something about, <laughs> something about Rush, you know. <laughs> that would be more in line, <laughs> yeah, more in line, yeah, coming out to Tom Sawyer or something. Yeah, that's a great. Do, one. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom Sawyer, I don't really do. <laughs> um, so Mike's here because, starting in the very near future, um, Mike Wasaki's joining us as our new Pittsburgh Pirates beat writer. Um, he's going to be covering uh, the Pirates uh, in person while they're home, and he'll be sharing his uh, thoughts and comments and features with you each week, either online or in the print edition of the Pittsburgh Current. Um so, Mike, did you ever think that um, you would reach the status of regular beat writer of the Pittsburgh Pirates? I did not, but I'm very excited about it. And it's a, kind of a good year to do it because, I mean, that division is tough. If you look yeah. at Milwaukee's lineup, the Cardinals lineup, and the Cubs lineup, and then look at the Pirates, and it doesn't – not even yeah, close. Right. It doesn't even compare. <laughs> and we're in the, you know, in the middle of May, and they're still right in it. And, I mean, this is a team that, like, uh, they lost – you know their their ace pitcher is out. Right. Their second best pitcher is out. Their starting left fielder, their starting third baseman, their starting shortstop. A couple guys from the bullpen are gone. They got two catchers hitting one hundred. <laughs> right. And <laughs> they're right in there. They're three yeah. and a half games out of first place. And then they have guys like uh, Young Ho Gung who wasn't even hitting. <laughs> 
No, the price of a carton of eggs. Right. He's like a buck thirty six. This yeah. guy's hitting. And he's your starter. And he was a starter. It's kind of like thank God he got hurt. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, right. That's the best for El Gong, but you know, I, I mean, I don't know why he was in there. Colin Moran, I think, is a pretty fair third baseman. He's got a pretty good stick, but you know, I don't know what's taken him so long to sort of make the move. I know. I you don't want to obviously you don't want to see anybody injured, but that was kind of like oh good, he's hurt. <laughs> Same thing with like that Eric Gonzalez guy, yeah, shortstop. Right. Like ah, that's not so bad he that hitting, he went he down. He's hitting negative three sixty eight. I think. <laughs> I think he was. It's weird. Like and like sports fans always like oh you know I don't want to hear you know but. We all root when Tom Brady takes a helmet to the sternum. We mm-hmm. all root when, like, uh, <laughs> so you pay to see, right? When Rizzo blows, Rizzo blows his Achilles, uh, running to first base. I mean, Anthony Rizzo. So those are the kind of things that we, mm-hmm. you know, we all cheer those things, and, and we, we always say, "Oh, you know, Lord be with him. Don't let him be permanently injured or nothing like that." Mm-hmm. We, we're all glad it happened, and we'll sit and watch it in slow motion over right. and over again and get exactly. some kind of weird joy out of it. Exactly. What What is the? Uh, if you remember, this is out of left field. I mean, we didn't even talk about this beforehand, but this just came to mind. What is the most gruesome sports injury do you think you've ever seen? Like, not not, not live necessarily, but like as it happened, like even on TV. Did you see the Theismann thing live? The Theismann I didn't see live, but I saw lots of uh, reviews of it. <laughs> the Jason Kendall one yeah. was pretty brutal. That was pretty tough. That was one of the tougher ones. Uh, it was a hockey one. I didn't see it live, but I remember there was a guy for the Sabres – that uh, a player came in with his skates up and slid his neck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clint Mallerchuk. Yes, yeah. And he just had the ice, uh, the whole ice full of blood. I think those are two of the worst <laughs> that I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, I think, seen. like, yeah, you can say, like, I mean, it's, it's, you know, tough when you break a leg or something. But, yeah, when you have your throat slit during the course <laughs> of a game, you can't really you can't really take the title from that guy. <laughs> He's like Hulk Hogan in 1984 to 1988. <laughs> Can't you can't lift the belt? No, I know. It's just... <laughs> well, the one I think obviously the Pirates are uh, obviously doing well because of um, Josh Bell hitting monster home runs. He last night he tied his last season's output with his twelfth home run. Jeez, and he's hitting like four hundred foot home runs and. I hope it's all legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, wow, well, man, wouldn't that that would be that would be worse than than, than when Marte got hit with PEDs? I mean, I, I, to be clear, I'm sure he's right, doing, but it's but you do think you're like, holy shit, please. Let, and speaking of PEDs, they got Melky Cabrera. They got Melky and Marte are on the team. And <laughs> y'all know Gung's hanging out. Yeah. so there's not the best influences right. on this team. But they said, you know, he kind of bulked up. He's yeah. taking more of a home run swing. Yeah. Uh, a couple of players said that he's just one of those guys that's just prepared all the time. Yeah. Really takes it seriously, yeah. and maybe it's just. And if this kind of it's only at the quarter point, but this might even be the best year that the first baseman's had for the Pirates <laughs> right. since Stargell or Jason Thompson. Yeah, yeah. What about what I about? I mean, Laroche uh, had some right. good years, but. He padded the numbers in August and September right. when they were 35 games out. He would yeah. get his numbers and, up. And Adam LaRoche didn't do anything close to what he did before he got here and then after he left. Or I mean, after. He was, right. Yeah, after he was incredible. <laughs> with, he was with the Reds, I think. He was or the Nationals. Or the Nationals. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was fantastic. Everyone gets better. People are going crazy about Glass now and uh, yeah. Meadows are right. tearing it up in Tampa Bay. <laughs> right. Charlie Martin's got a 2-5 ERA. Yeah. I looked up yesterday, another interesting one, Neil Walker. You forget he's with the Marlins. Right. He's a first baseman. He's hitting two ninety five with yeah. like 
I'm not sure how I many, maybe eight home runs. Yeah, or something? he's got. Yeah, he's almost a double digits. Yeah, his home runs. Do you? Th- what do you? What do you? Uh, what do you? I mean, it's not like you go to the Marlins and you're in a better you're in a better mental situation than you were you were at the, no, at the Pirates. Maybe in the Mets, but yeah, I wonder what that is. Just how they catch that kind of that late surge. And then you look at like what they did in the off season, and you look at some teams like say. The Phillies spent three hundred thirty million dollars on Harper and fifty million on McCutcheon. The Pirates spent eight million in the offseason, <laughs> but it might have been the best eight million dollars ever spent in baseball. They yeah. got Francisco Liriano, who when we got we thought oh, had him a couple right. years ago. He's washed up. He's just been a lights out yep. left handed specialist. Melky Cabrera thought he was washed up too. He's thirty four. Right. He's had he played like maybe. 30, 40 games last year, and yeah. he hit like 280, and you're like, oh, that's nothing either. <laughs> and then Jordan Lyles, career Jordan Lyles, bum. Yeah. Career, I yeah. think he might have had a seven ERA right. coming into horrible. this. Yeah. And those are the three people they spent money on. And besides Josh Bell, those are their three yeah. best players. Josh Bell and um, China, Trevor Williams is still pretty good. Yeah, Trevor Williams is still is still doing all right. A guy like Joe Musgrove, we, we Guys, that these are guys that I don't remember who came in which trade, but these are a bunch of guys we got. Call them in. Mm-hmm. Guys we got in the McCutcheon and the in the Garrett Cole trades. Um, how do you think those are working out for the Pirates? Do you think that they because um, McCutcheon's not having a bad season either? I don't think not last time I checked, but it's been I haven't checked McCutcheon in a week or dipped two. Dipped a little. He's down yeah. in the like the two thirties, yeah. but. Being you know watching him for years, he always kind of starts yeah. slow. Yeah. I think he's going to be all right. At the time, it was just like, how could you do? Right, but now in retrospect, you might his best years are probably behind. Yeah, him. yeah. Kyle Crick is a very good relief pitcher, and yeah. you need those. And then we'll see with um with Reynolds, the other outfielder. Yeah, same age as Meadows. Uh, actually, when Meadows moved up from Double A AA to Triple A, it was Meadows that followed him and moved up. So he was kind of like the guy behind right. Meadows. Right. Um, the other one, Garrett Cole, another one. That's the, the best pitch. Like, McCutcheon's the best player they've had since Bonds in 25 right. years. Garrett Cole's the best pitcher they've had since probably Drayback. Probably. But they got Moran. They got Musgrove. And you knew, you knew Cole wasn't going to stay. Right. He was, you know, a California kid. Didn't really right. seem like he liked it here too much. I mean, maybe you can't blame him. Yeah. You know, like. Although he did come in right when they were good, so yeah, you he didn't th- have it that bad, right? No, I mean he was uh, was twenty thirteen his was that his first season or was that his first or second? Yeah, yeah. he called up in twenty. I can't remember because he pitched in the playoffs. Yes, yeah, yeah, he did. Oh yeah, because there was a wasn't there? Didn't he get a start over um, over uh, AJ Burnett? Right, yes, and that was a big Cardinals series. Yeah, yeah, right. and yeah, he lost. Right, he lost. I know. And uh, we all wondered, like, what would have happened if we, uh, you know, let AJ go out there and throw one more time? I know. It's crazy to think that they made the playoffs three years in a row. <laughs> right, <laughs> because here we are. Like, I, I, it's not as bad, but attendance looks like attendance looks like it's you know two thousand and six, two thousand and nine. I mean, the attendance is. Not been great. Weekends are obviously better, but right. there's pl- there are plenty of good seats available. It um, looks so bad too. Yeah. Even like sometimes you'll see like the uh, the Lexus car right behind right. it. And right. There's nobody right. there, or just a guy. Yeah, there's got to be somebody outside selling those for like you know those are like two hundred some dollars seats. I know somebody's got to be selling those for like fifty bucks, and you just you know 
And, and they the, always allow, you know, kids, they're still in school. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're getting 40000 in St. Louis. They're getting 40000 right. in Boston. Right. And, um, yeah, and attendance hasn't been that low in a long time. I mean, last year wasn't awesome, for sure. But, right. like, I think we're really seeing, like, um, the intolerance to uh, to ownership and, and, and the decisions or decisions they have or haven't made in terms of bringing in talent and spending money. And, you know, they just, they're never going to spend money. I don't, I can't imagine. No. And they really, right now, I think they have, they have kind of two superstars. And Velasquez, and he's as good as anybody yeah. in the league. Any close, I think he's in the area of like 057 or yeah. something like that. I think he got hit the first two games and right. hasn't been touched since right. then. Yeah. And that was a move that I always wondered when they were dumping everybody, they gave a closer a huge deal. And you're mm-hmm. thinking, you're not going to win eight games for what, what, who's <laughs> the, what do you need to close? Because you're not going to win for, for a while, guys, <laughs> you know, but he's been, he's, it's fun to watch him pitch. He's just, he's one of the top arms. You yeah. don't usually get that much pop from a lefty. Right. And he's got it. I mean, yeah. him and Liriano and then, uh, that Keela or Kayla comes back. He's pretty, He's supposed to be good, but he hasn't had the best start. Maybe that was the injury. He's not, yeah, he's injured too. And then that Richard Rodriguez yes. guy. That always reminds me of a serial killer. I don't know why. Richard, Richard Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Richard Richard Ramirez. That's who I'm thinking Oh, of. yeah. Was he the, uh, the, I don't know what he, which I one. I forget he? which killer he was. It wasn't the, it wasn't the Green River killer. It might have been the, I don't know. <laughs> what was the right one? I think he was one of the Stranglers. Or yeah. the, one of the, uh, the Zodiac killer. That's who he was. Yeah. He's a Zodiac Richard killer. Ramirez and I don't know how the Zodiac killer. killer. I don't know his ML. You <laughs> mentioned a little bit more on the Pirates. You mentioned Brian Reynolds. Um, he came up the same time as Cole Tucker, uh, the shortstop. When again, the, the injury to uh, the injury there at shortstop forced uh, their hand to bring up to bring up Tucker. Uh-huh. Um, it Cole Tucker is he's really like kind of caught on as a fan favorite. People really seem to like notice him. But then you've got Reynolds, who's hitting better at least. I mean, Cole Tucker is, is uh-huh. a great defensive shortstop. But it seems like Reynolds is sort of like a little bit of the second fiddle, I think, to the debut. He's of kind of taken over when you have those numbers. It's yeah. hard to keep him out of the lineup. Right. I mean, you're not going to bench Marte or Polanco. Right. And then Cabrera's hitting 350. Right. And that's a good problem to have. Like, yeah. Their outfield's too good. And then they got this uh, Lonnie Chisenhall guy, a career pretty decent right. hitter if when he's healthy. So, I mean, realistically, they could have six good outfielders. Right on that team and then it's just a matter of of everywhere else cole tucker i think people liked him right away he's kind of got a cool name he's got a great look he's the yeah he was the big number one pick yeah but he looks like a kid still like he looks like like there was a contest held (laughs) and the chances if you're a high school player you get to play a couple (laughs) innings with the pirates right and he looks like that and you're you're in a platoon with Garth Brooks at first base, <laughs> right? <laughs> this weekend, Garth Brooks live at Heinz Field. That's right. I'm sure, there are plenty of good seats. Of, I'm sure there aren't plenty. Of good you seats think he's going to dress in his uh, pirate spring training? Outfit that would be great. That would be great if he that. came out and did like a baseball medley or like an old musical, <laughs> like something from uh, what was that? <laughs> Mighty Casey strikes out or something. Yeah, like that. Willie yeah. Mickey and the Duke. Yeah, saying center center field. field right. Yeah, There's a lot of great uh, baseball teams. We're here on the Pittsburgh Current Podcast with Mike Wasaki, stand-up comedian and the new I, I, the new World <laughs> Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. No, the new Pirate Beach writer for the Pittsburgh Current. He's going to be giving you all your Pirates news. Um, 
And uh, Mike, I've known Mike quite a while now. Mike's been writing for me um, in another world that I lived in. Um, and so it's good to have Mike <laughs> back here writing regularly uh, with us. Um, I wanted to ask you before we go back into sports, let's get off of sports a minute. Okay. And um, last night, um, this comedian, Ahmed Ahmed, he uh, apparently made a member of his audience feel uncomfortable and they called the police on him. I have never yeah. heard of Have you ever had that before. happen? Have you ever made anyone uncomfortable to the point of phone calls <laughs> to the cops? I've had nothing more than maybe people crossing their arms and looking <laughs> disappointed at me or something. Yeah. But this was insane. And it was just, he's an Arab comedian, yeah. Arab-American. And he was like, yeah, is there any other Arabs in the crowd? And there hardly ever is. So right. I kind of got a laugh. And he's like, just to be safe, maybe we better lock the doors right. so no more get in. Good joke. Good joke. Yeah. Funny at the time. Yeah. You know, funnier if you were there at the right. moment. Sure. And some guy was like, I got to call the police. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable right now. And I'm calling the police on a comedian for making a, not even really a borderline joke. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, are they, or I guess the it was in was... Naples, Florida. Florida oh, won. Wow. And then in like the ritziest <laughs> section of Florida. So only bad things can happen. <laughs> Have you ever played Florida? Um, no, I've been down there. I haven't played there before, but there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of clubs down there, but I can't imagine how the audiences are there. If they're anything like you read in the news, (laughs) just a couple of them. (laughs) I'm sure if you think about maybe the worst experience you ever had, like in central Pennsylvania or some parts of Ohio or something like that, it's gotta be that like 20 times worse on steroids, I would think in Florida. Oh, absolutely. Because chances are you can't even, like, you can't make a joke about, you know, Somebody who you know might have had relations with their cousin because they're probably in the crowd. Yes, you can't you make a, you can't make a, a a joke about someone who might have you know killed their lover and thrown them in a, a trunk and thrown them in the ocean because <laughs> they probably have somebody in the crowd. It's I, tough. To... <laughs> and some people they're so sensitive. We had yeah. uh, we had one. It was about a year ago, and it was way out in the middle of nowhere in a country. And we come up to the show. It's me and we all rode together. Me and two other comedians, and these kind of rough and tumble guys greet us at the door before yeah. we get in and let us know we don't want to hear any jokes about politics <laughs> like <laughs> which is fine with me because i don't yeah. really do them anyway right. but then it was one of those things i wish i would have said because you knew what they were leaning towards or what they're going right. to say sure. and what i should have said was oh man i had 30 minutes on hillary and obama i was going to do but <laughs> i guess i can't do it now you because it. you don't want any politics in. I guess I'll just do my overtly racist material. Well, that's fine, boy. Come on in. You get that a lot, too. Some people take you aside, like, after the show and yeah. tell you, like, a really racist joke. And you just look at it in a weird, and it'll say, you know, you can use that. Like, no, I can't. I wouldn't use it. I'm not going to use it. And three of those words I'm yeah. not going to say. If you ever find yourself preparing a show and you, um, you're, you're, you're most desperate for material and you find yourself uh, – writing down a joke when somebody said you can use that. Do you think that's probably the time you hang it up or? Yeah, that is the time. Yes. <laughs> Someone recommends it. Then uh, yeah, probably not. What was that joke about Hitler? That guy told me at the chuckle hut. And- <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's one of the most common things you guys, that and uh, the other most common one is uh, you should come down to my job and get material. Like, like everyone works at Mad yeah. Magazine. Right. Everyone's just like, it's crazy. Everyone's laughing all that's the time. Poon, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, that's where I work. Come down to my job. But sometimes I just want to take them up on it. Yeah. I'm coming here. I'm going to show up right. at the restaurant with a notebook. I'm ready. I'm Let ready. the magic happen. I got some material. I'm getting some material from you guys. <laughs> What's the uh, 
I mean, obviously as a comedian, um, a lot of your jokes come from observations. Mm -hmm. Is there, um, is there ever, was there ever something that, that, that you saw or witnessed or something you heard about that you never thought would be a bit or a joke, but turned out you, you were able to turn it into something like maybe like something so shocking at first you're like, I don't know if that, and then you end up maybe using it anyway. Or? Yeah, it's weird because if it's something on the news, it has to fit all these categories yeah. where like somebody at the end, like they can't really get hurt because right. then it's not funny. Right. But I had this one um, when I was uh, on the radio, it was this local story about this woman that um, uh, got beat up with her sister's prosthetic leg. Right. And so I made a joke on the radio about she takes the leg and says, why are you kicking yourself? Why are you kicking yourself? And I did it on the radio. Yeah. And then they just like looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then when I tried it on stage, it just like it got laughs every time. Yeah. And now I still have it in my rotation because right. it's one of those few that like, all right, if they're not laughing at that, they'll yeah. laugh at this joke. Right. And if they don't laugh at this joke, then I might as well just go home. Yeah. My, I'm the, uh, Mike's, Mike's bosses at that time didn't have – we had the same bosses at that time. Didn't have the greatest sense of humor, uh, the radio mm. folks. No, no, <laughs> no. I know. I didn't, that, that, was, that was a weird time. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast, and you are here with Charlie Deach and Mike Wasaki, and we're going to take a little break. Right now, so you can hear a word from our sponsor, Compassionate Care Centers of America. Anyone with pain lasting more than three months is considered a chronic pain patient and will easily qualify for their medical marijuana card at Compassionate Certification Centers. Visit online at cccregistered.com for answers to all your questions. Book an appointment and have your records reviewed in advance for free. Visit cccregistered.com or call 888-316-9085. Get relief from chronic pain with Compassionate Certification Centers today. We want to thank Cash, Cashinate, Compassionate Care Centers of America for their sponsorship of the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. And if you want to sponsor the Pittsburgh Current Podcast, you can send an email to bethany at pittsburghcurrent.com. We're here with Mike Wasaki, a stand-up comedian and new... Uh, Pirates beat writer for the Pittsburgh Current. Um, other Pittsburgh sports stories, probably since the last time you and I talked, there's been a lot. It's been a lot of stuff happening mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh sports. Um, what do you think is what's what's more surprising to you uh, that Antonio Brown left or that Le'Veon Bell left? I think more uh, Antonio Brown, only because you kind of saw Bell coming for a while. Right. The Antonio thing kind of blew up at the end. Um, they got their wish, though. They're both going to just lousy teams. Right. I mean, right. you know, if you're that good a player on a good team, that makes a huge difference. Right. But who's going to block for Bell in New right. York? Who's going to throw? Right. I mean, Carr's okay, but the rest of the Raiders, what and, did they go, 4-12 last year? Yeah, right. If you had the best wide receiver in the league, you, that might make you go 6-10, and 10, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe two games. He's worth two games. But yeah. they're not going to go from four and twelve right. to thirteen and three because they got a good wide receiver. Right. They have one good player in offense. Every defense is going to put two guys on them. And in Bell's case, a lot of times when you see somebody go to a worse team, they're you know they're they're taking that big contract and moving for. But he got less money than the, than the, than the Steelers offered him, which is just baffling to me. Did you ever did you ever give like a refund twenty thirty dollars back to a club owner? Because... <laughs> I think I don't want to make this much money. You paid me yeah. too much. <laughs> You're far too generous. 
I know. I don't know what he's going to do in New York. It's, uh, I mean, the Jets are just terrible. Like they, they went to the one Super Bowl with Joe Namath 51 years ago. Right. And that's it. Right. Like they, they won a couple of playoff games with Mark Sanchez in like the late right. two, or you know, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. The Steelers uh once. Yeah. Right? Once. That, that was a win, I think. I think that was a lot or a Steelers playoff loss. And then they won a couple and like Mark Gastineau was there. Yeah. But that's all they've had to right. cheer for in the last fifty years. I mean they always draft terrible players. Right. And then Bell's just I mean, he's probably gonna get hurt. He, you know. Right. I don't know what either one of them is going to do on bad teams. And then here in Pittsburgh, we're just going to be rooting against them. Right. right. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers are literally, if you're leaving on Bell, the Steelers are not only offering you more money, they're offering you, you know, a fleet of, a fleet of, of, of Mack trucks in front of you yeah. to, to, to plow the field so you can run behind. It just doesn't make sense to me what the allure, well, the allure was they were the only ones offering anything close at that point. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But, and it's not like you're playing for you know, like the Packers or some prestigious right. organization. Exactly. And he's not going home. I don't know where he's right. from, but I don't think he's from New York. I don't think so. And the same with Antonio Brown. I mean, the Raiders used to have some cachet to them, but that's right. way past. You know, and he's a guy everybody thought he was going to go to the to the 49ers, and then he ends up, <laughs> you're going to California, pal, but not exactly where you think. You're going to play in that crummy stadium <laughs> that they've had. Probably the oldest stadium in the NFL yeah. besides, like, Maybe Soldier Field. Maybe it's no, the, Lambo and Soldier. Lambo and Soldier, yeah. Maybe it's the allure of uh, the, the move to Las Vegas. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. But, I, I mean, wide receiver shelf life isn't very long unless you do absolutely right. exceptional. I don't know how. Maybe 30, 31. Yeah. You think the Steelers can recover? You think, uh, do you think that um, uh, Do you think that Juju um, can, be the, can be Antonio Brown? Not, I don't think he is right now, but it's possible he could be one day. It's it's that Steelers system. I mean, the quarterback throws more than any other anybody else in the league. They throw a ton of passes. They it's like, like I think they throw seventy percent of the yeah. time or something crazy yeah. like that. And the Steelers, I mean, through all their faults, know how to draft wide receivers. Yeah. I don't know. Who studies the film? They should maybe study right. more looking at cornerbacks right. and linebackers, but <laughs> right. wide receivers, yeah. they know exactly who to pick. Right. And the thing is, um, with with wide with wide receivers, um, a lot of people weren't sure that they should take pick Antonio Brown over Mike Wallace at the time. Because that right. was that was kind of the choice. They couldn't keep them both. And they and I was one of those people that were like, Are you kidding me? You're letting, you know. That tall drink of water, uh, leave and for some six foot six yeah. round draft pick exactly. from Central exactly. Michigan, exactly. That's not named Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, right. it's I know, I know. It was it was very strange to me, um, but the, you're right. They always end up doing the right thing, minus of course the line of Swede uh, incident and Martavis <laughs> yeah. Martavis Bryant didn't quite Martavis work out. Like, Bryan, he I mean, should have. He should have. He is a very talented receiver. And uh, he should probably still be around. Somewhere. Yeah, he's probably somewhere. Yeah. Well, and the whole thing, too, is, of course, that, you know, that gets into the whole question about whether or not marijuana should be legal in the first place. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I don't really see how you call that performance enhancing, but it's not at it's all. Banned, yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's it it hurts you more than anything. I think for playing football. Have you ever been able to perform high? 
Um, not doing sports, not doing stand up because it, it, like if it's an open mic, that's yeah. fine because right. it doesn't matter. But if I'm getting paid for something, it's like you're off by a little bit. Right. Like you're off yeah. by a second. And if like if I was in that state when I'm getting paid for a show, I just can't do it. Right. Like you just a little off. It's fine for writing, but not for performing. Good for you, Mike. See, there are some Mike Wasaki with some words of wisdom for all you potential future stand-ups out there. Trying to get a little discipline there. And don't get drunk either. Like, I'll have a beer. Do you know you to loosen up a little bit? Right. But there's some people like, dude, you got to go on stage. Right. And this isn't, like, this isn't the after party. Right. Like, how do how do people go out and get all messed up and sloshing around up there? You've been doing this a people while now. Did you did you were, did you learn these things by doing them early in your career, or did you always kind of? I just, you just really yeah, you just kind of learn. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of learn from doing that. Yeah, you don't want to have you don't want to really smoke. You don't have too many. Yeah. Just a beer is good enough. Sometimes if it's like a late show, you might have two, but then yeah. after that, you just kind of cut yourself off. That helps a little bit because I'm always nervous and that, that dulls the nervousness yeah. a little bit. But you don't want to get to the point where you're slurring or can't yeah. remember anything at all like that. I've known Mike for five or six years now. And I realized I never, I've never asked you, how did you start in stand-up? Was that something that you always wanted to do? Was that Always wanted to do it. Yeah. I never, um, I've been, I had written stuff for about Four years before I got the nerve to get up and try it. Yeah. And it was to try to impress a girl. Really? Because I kept telling her, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. And they're like, you know, I'm writing stuff and yeah. I'm going to be a comedian. And then after a while, like, well, I'm not a comedian. So <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go up <laughs> and show like right. just for that. And then that was years and years ago. And we're still together. So it all, wow. it all worked out. Yeah, I mean, I always me. wanted to, but I yeah. needed that that, that extra push. push. And I lived down in uh, Virginia Beach at the time, oh. and I just I remember when I first went out. I didn't want anybody else to know. I didn't tell. Yeah, like my family kind of knew I wanted, yeah. but I wasn't going to tell. Hey, get down here! <laughs> but people people will do that sometimes. It's like they bring that support for the first time, yeah. and then every the same thing happens every time. There's just a, a section of laughter from the people who right. fought. And then uh, it's just like a false confidence thing, yeah. too. People will come in, and they'll pack the room full of people, and they'll do well. And then right. they're like, oh, I got this. And they'll come in next week, and it's just, you know, they just yeah. eat it. And they just realize, eh, maybe this isn't so easy without all my friends and everything. I actually think probably you want to, like, tackle another dream in your life, but you're afraid if you give up comedy, you'll lose the girl. Yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> you're living a false life, Mike. I am. <laughs> You're here with Mike Wasaki, stand-up comedian and uh, Pittsburgh Pirates beat writer for the Pittsburgh Current. Um, before we get off here, Mike, um, we got anything coming up that people might want to check out? Um, June 15th. It's a Thursday night. We're having a uh, – it's just like a local, like, best of kind of thing at the Improv and Homestead. Uh, it's be a fun night, Thursday night at 8 o'clock, and I um, – Fortunately, I'm going on last. I'm headlining that show. Really? Yeah. So we're trying to. There's new management at the Improv that have taken over. They've redone it. If you haven't gone, mm -hmm. get down there. It's really nice now. The sound's really good and everything. And it's kind of like they're uh, a couple guys that are really funny, like uh, Ray Zawadi, Colin Chamberlain, funny comedians that uh, kind of put this together. And it's kind of showcasing some of the people for for the new owners yeah. because there's comedians coming in and they don't know anybody, you know, yeah. they're new people in the scene. Right. So it's going to be some of the best comedians and it's on a Thursday night. So uh, come out for that. So do you, do you prefer to, I mean, of course it refers to headline, but do you like, 
You like going on last as the crowd uh, – there's that worry, right? It's a fine line. Yeah, it is a fine line. Most shows have a basic setup of uh, three people. There's the MC, the yeah. feature, and the headliner. The feature, honestly, is the best thing because yeah. you don't have to stick around <laughs> in the right. show. Right. Uh, the audience is already warmed up. The hardest by far is where you start is the MC. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're out there. you got to tell them, oh, we got a great show tonight. And then when you start like, going into your material, like especially like at the improv, you tell a joke and you look up and it's just guy biting into his burger. <laughs> right. you know, people are still eating. Nobody yeah. cares. And you usually get about 15 minutes. And the first seven, eight are just kind of people are still coming in, sitting down. Yeah. You hear them ordering their drinks while you're talking. <laughs> and then, you know, by about eight minutes, you maybe start to get rolling. And then, oh, time to go. And then, so the best spot for a comedian is the one in the middle, yeah. Because you don't have the high ex the expectations right. of the headliner. You're gonna be better than the first guy unless someone screwed up the order really right. badly. <laughs> so, like the middle is the best, but um, you gotta eventually headline, and it's it's a tougher thing. It's I've been doing it more and more, yeah. But I'm so used to doing like 20, 30 minute sets, and then doesn't sound like much but an extra 15 is a lot it's like you know you're right. running the 200 meters and then you know you got i'll do the 800 <laughs> right. and you're conditioned to do like the two right. or the 400 and like i'll do eight or 16 <laughs> so it's i mean it's kind of like you don't want you want to go out on top but I, yeah. if the first two guys go too long like basically people's attention spans around 90 minutes that's right. why movies are 90 minutes right Comedy shows are around 90 minutes. Once you get over that mark, and I'm not, you know, putting people down. I'm the same right. way. Like, I start to tap out around that that time, too. You want to keep it, like, right at 90. So, you know, when it gets around, like, 85, it's, you have to kind of keep that energy up, which is tough because you know, it's already been a long night. They've already, right. they've already watched an hour <laughs> and a half of stuff. But it's still fun. Even the yeah. bad nights. They suck when they're happening, but even as soon as they're done, it's still kind of funny right. to talk about. Man, that was horrible. Like, why do I do this? To yeah, you gotta have that. You gotta have the story. Right? You gotta have the. Oh yeah, I bombed so bad when I, you know, blah blah blah. So you gotta. Yeah, have yeah, and you just gotta. You can't think. Oh, I'm terrible, and you can't have a good set. And like, oh, I got this. Yeah, because it's it's immediately humbling. It's you gotta find. <laughs> it's like you gotta be confident. Yeah. Because if you're not confident, they sense that you're weak and they won't laugh and right. they'll look down on you. But if you're overconfident, you're this overconfident jerk that right. thinks they're funnier than everybody else. <laughs> so you got to find right down right. the middle. You got to be confident, but not overconfident. Yeah. And I'm, I've been doing it for a long time. And I'm still learning. Yeah. I saw Mike uh, headline a show last year for us, the Pittsburgh Current. We were just getting started waiting on that sweet, sweet Kickstarter money. Um, <laughs> Mike and some uh, Dave Brady and some other guys uh, were gracious enough to put on a show for us. And uh, Mike headlined and killed. So you should definitely go check out Mike Wasaki on June 15th at the Improv. And also one final note, uh, the new John Wick movie comes out this week. And it's like two hours and 23 minutes long. Whoa. That's going to test your 90-minute. Uh... <laughs> that is testing it. Yeah, but... It's gotta be. It's gotta be a blockbuster, though. Yeah, you gotta put a lot of action right. in to keep people there. It's, it's gonna be the epic. It's gonna be the, you know, the piece that Keanu wants to remember by. I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of remembering, remember that this Saturday, Pittsburgh Current is sponsoring along with Enix Brewery our Feria Festival or Feria Festival um, at the Enix Brewery in Homestead. It is. Um, food and drink and um, salsa lessons and uh, 
uh, Latin music. It's going to be a great time. You can get tickets on our website at pittsburghcurrent.com. We hope to see you this Saturday at Enix Brewing. Mike Wasaki, thanks a lot for hanging out, man. Looking forward to your first piece in the Pittsburgh Current. I can't wait for it. Get out to some Pirates games. It's the only game in town right now, and they're still hanging in there. Right. Yet they're still talking hockey over on Mark Madden's show. <laughs> this has been the Pittsburgh Current <laughs> Podcast. Have a great day. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.